Okay, so we're up to the bottom of Lamates Summit Bays. Uh, the Gemaris is the bottom line. Rav Chav, we're going to talk. Um, it's very simple. This Ahmed talks about Bikr Chaylim. The next Ahmed is four lines, and it's a one quick halacha. So easy. Rav Chalbay Chalash. Rav Chalbay got sick. Nafach Ichriz Rav Kahana. So Rav Chalba Boyish. On the next page, Rav Kahana went out and announced that Rav Chalbay is ill. The thing is, the Gemara says, huh? The gem- huh? Look at the second one. There's four lines. So the Gemara says, the Gemara says, the, so Rav, Rav Chalba was sick. Rav Kahana announced that Rav Chalba was sick, but the Gemara says, No one visited him. No one was Mavakar Chaylam. So Amr Lahu, so Rav Kahana got upset, I guess, at the, his Talmidim that not visiting Rav Chalba. He says, that Rav, Rav, Chalba, Rav Kahana is going to prove from a story that there is a purpose of visiting the sick, not just. Ramesha was asked, Shailah, Ramesha was asked, could you do Bikr Chaylam over the phone? So he says there's a couple elements of Bikr Chaylam. One element is to make him feel good, that people care about him. That you could accomplish over the phone. But this thing we're about to say, you cannot. The Gemara says, Loi kacha Rav said, wasn't there a Maisa, b'talmid echa, b'talmidi Rav Akiva? The Rav Akiva had a student, Shechal, that was sick. And like Nichnas Chamicham Levakre, and no one visited him. So Nichnas Rav Akiva Levakre, so Rav Akiva himself went to visit him. Ubeshil Shakiv Doivirutzi Lefan of Chaya, and Rav Akiva got to the room. He saw that it was dirty. It was pasha dirty. It was there was male. It was it wasn't take, it, being taken care of. So he swept the floor and he cleaned the room, which Chaya, which physically helped him. So because it was it was dirty, the air was disgusting, and Rav Akiva Pashit looked around the room and helped him. But from that, and he says, Amrle, so the the Chayla said to Rav Akiva, Rabbi Hichisani, you you uh, you you gave me life. And at that moment, Yotzer Rav Akiva Vedarash, Rav Akiva went out and made the following drasha: Call me Shein Mevaker Chaylim Kilu Shayvich Damim. Whoever doesn't visit a Chayla is Kilu Shayvich Damim because you could physically save him. This is, by the way, practically nowadays. So Moshe said that you can't accomplish by doing it over the phone. But th- this is I- I've heard this many times. That if someone is ill in the hospital or in a nursing home, right. if you have people that visit him, the doctors know that they're people, they, they, they right. physically take better care when there are visitors. Wow. And that's exactly in this Gemara. So Rav Chalba, so Rav Kahana was upset that no one visited Rav Chalba. Okay. The Gemara says, Rav Dimi Amar, Rav Dimi said, Anyone who visits a Chayla gives him life. And if you don't, you cause him to die. Now the Gemara says, My grama, how am I causing him to die? Which is weird. The Marsha points out, We just said how. We just said, because if you don't visit him, his, deterior- his state will be deteriorated. The doctors won't take care of him. Rav Marsha says, For some reason, this Gemara of Rav Dimi. Uh, it's sort of like it's a, it's in a vacuum and it's completely unrelated to the previous assumption. So if you don't have the previous Gemara, how by not visiting him am I causing him to die? So the Gemara says, Elim, if you want to say, Okay, if you visit him, you'll daven for him, right? But, but if you erase the previous Gemara with Kiva, the whole purpose of visiting the Chayla, besides from making him feel good, is he daven for him. And the Gemara thinks that if you don't go to him, then you're probably dying, dying for him to die. Because if you want him to live, you would have visited him. If not, you probably want him to die. So the Gemara says, okay, that's, that's a bit extreme. The Gemara says, There are a lot of people that I'm not going to visit, but I don't want them to die. I'm just, I, you know, I'm lazy, whatever it is. So the Gemara says, no, no, this is what we meant. It means if you don't go to visit him, you're not diving for him to live. That's the equivalent of diving for him to die because you, the, maybe that's chus of diving for him to live is all you need. Now, by the way, this this halach is brought down by the Ramban in Teres Adam. He says that you see from this, it's brother that part of the to the mitzvah you have to you have to daven for someone. 
You, if you go and you don't dive, you're not making the mitzvah b'shleimus. So Rishon Zalman used to say the way to fulfill the mitzvah is saying refushalema. Just saying refushalema that itself could be yoytza. This this mispalol of that you could fulfill by just saying the words refushalema. The Gemara says a very famous Gemara. Rava yoyme kadma dechalish. The first day that Rava was sick, Amr lehen loy tiglu leinish. Don't tell everybody that I'm sick. Because the more people think that you're ill, in Shemayim, it, it, it creates a weakening in Yitzchosim. And if everybody starts saying that you're ill, it creates like a reality. So he says, don't tell everybody I'm sick. Because this is, by the way, the concept of like, even Chassidim would take this step further. They wouldn't say the, 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 can, they wouldn't say the word cancer. They would say machla. They wouldn't even say the word. It has to do with this. It's taking a step further because the Gemara actually doesn't say this. But it's this concept. So Rabbi, the first day that he was ill, he, he didn't want anybody to know about it. Because he didn't want to be, because if everyone starts saying that you're ill, everyone starts treating you ill, then in Shemayim you become ill. So he, he didn't want, he didn't want to, he didn't want that. But after he was sick for a couple days, so now he actually is ill. So he would say, go outside and tell in the marketplace that I'm sick. And there's going to be two reactions amongst people when they hear that I'm ill. The people that hate me are going to be happy. And Hashem doesn't appreciate people being happy over other Jews' downfall. So by definition, what Hashem might do is make you better to punish those people. So the people that are going to be happy that I'm sick, let them be happy. And those that love me will daven for me. So after a couple days, he would publicize that he was ill. Rav said that anyone who visits a choyla is saved from the fires of Gehenim, saved from the punishment of Gehenim. The Gemara says, the Gemara continues, Shinemar, um, as the Pasuk says, Ashrei maskil el dol, praiseworthy is someone who goes to the dull. Dull, we're going to see, is someone who's um, uh, is a sick person. And Hashem will protect them from the day of evil. Meaning, if you take care of the dull, dull, um, we're going to prove it's talking about a chayla. If you take care of the chayla, then Hashem will protect you from ra'a and ra'a is Gehenim. How do I know that dull is a chayla? Um, he ends the life with a midala with, with illness. So yevatsenu means he ends my life with illness. So you see that dull means illness. Inami min Another pasuk proves that dull means illness. Why are you so sick, the son of a king? So you see the word dull means illness. So if you take care of the dull, then Hashem will protect you. And Then Hashem sends the wicked for the day of evil, which is talking about Gehenim. Okay. So if you if you makers the you're protected from Gehenim. The imbiker. And if I do it maschara, what's my reward? So it's uh, a strange thing. I just told you, if you're mavakar chayla, you're safe from Gehenim. He says, and if I do it, what's my reward? You're safe from Gehenim. That's pretty good. The Gemara says maschara ikidam and I just got finished telling you, you're safe from Gehenim. El maschara ve'el Yeah, that's oylem haba. What's in this world? What's my reward from mavakar chayla? So the pasuk says regarding mavakar chayla, Hashem yishmereyu ve'yechayeyu va'ashe ba'aretz. Hashem will guard you, give you life. And you'll become wealthy in the world. And you won't be given over to, to bad people. What does this mean? Hashem You'll be protected from the Yitzhara. You'll live life and you won't have suffering. Ushar You'll be uh, wealthy in this world. Everyone will uh, 
you'll will take honor, uh, take honor, take pride with you. And the last bracha is from that you won't be given over to bad people. What does this mean? She is You'll have good friends. You got friends. Friends can be good. Friends can be bad. So you'll have good friends. Like the friends of Naman. Very quickly, the the story is that Naman, Naman had a, had a skin a skin illness. He was a general. Uh, uh, he was a non-Jewish general, and he went to see Elisha, and Elisha didn't even go out to greet him. And he expected Elisha to show him COVID. He's a general of the army. But Elisha just said, go to, the, go to the, the river, wash yourself this amount of times, this amount of soap, you'll be fine. But he didn't go out. So the, 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 the Pesukim tell us that Naaman was so upset and so enraged that Elisha didn't show him COVID. He's like, I'm not doing what he said. But he had friends who said, don't be stupid. <laughs> go go take, take it. I don't care that he was showing COVID. Go, go, go to the river and do what he said. Itako did, and he felt better. So that's good friends. Those are friends that talk you off the ledge when you're upset. Those are good friends. And then the Gemara says, and you won't have bad friends. Rechavim was the son of Shlaim Melech. He had bad friends. What happened? So after Shlaim Melech died and he took over, he was the last king of David before the split with Yerovim ben Avad. But what happened? The story goes is that by his inauguration, he was. Uh, they had taxes that they always had taxes, and they had just built, finished building the Beis Hamikdash. So the Jewish people had spent a lot of money. So they asked Rechavim if he could lower the taxes. So he took counsel from elders, and the elders said, it's a good idea, cut the taxes now, you'll get them on your side, and then they'll be loyal to you forever. It's good advice. But afterwards he spoke to young people, who are not as wise, and who are rash, and they said, no, you have to show an iron fist, raise the taxes. He did, and it led to the splitting of the kingdom. That's bad, that's bad friends who give you bad advice. So Hashem will protect you from bad friends like the friends of Rechavim. Tanya, and we had this Gemara once before, the Roshim Elazar says, Roshim Elazar Tainas, where do we have this? We had this already. In Megillah? Did we do Megillah? We did Megillah. So Tanya Roshim Elazar says, Im sasar. If you have young people that tell you tell you to build something, but elders tell you to, to tear it down. Now, generally, tearing down is always not a good thing. Building is always what you want to accomplish. If you have young people that tell you to build, and elders that tell you to tear down, shamal is gainum. Listen to the elders. Don't listen to young people. Even when they say build, it's going to fall. Their building is destruction. When Zakadim tell you to tear it down, that itself is productive. It's more productive, they're tearing down, than the building of, of youth. Shabinyan Yeladim Stiro, Stiro Zakadim Binyan. Similar Dover. And if you ever want to know where this comes from, it's Rechavim and Ibn Shalom. It's the story of Rechavim, that he listened to the young people uh, who do not have life experience, and he did not listen to the elders. Amr Abshisha Breder of Yidi. You should not visit a sick person. It's true. This is very accurate in uh, physical, uh, in in uh, in in health today as well. It always is, but it's just you see it with your own eyes that you should not visit a person the first three hours a day. Don't visit them the first three hours a day or the last three hours a day. Why? Because if you visit them those times, you're not going to daven for them. Why? A lot of people in the morning, they wake up, they take a shower, they're starting to feel good. They feel good in the morning. So if you visit them then, you're like, I don't have to dive, and the guy's fine. But he's actually sicker than he is. And, we know in the end of the day, a lot of times, if you have a cold, you have the flu, the end of the day is worse. 
Don't visit at the end of the day because you're not going to dive because you're going to say this guy, this guy's a goner anyway. So, well, I'm not going to dive for him anyway. I Meaning in the morning, it, it, it's, it camouflages that it's better. The night, it's worse. You want to actually get the reading of the illness. Go during the day. But Sraisa talk of Choshla. In the end, it's too, it's too, he's sicker at the end of the day. So, you got to go in the middle of the day. Okay. The Gemara continues. How do I know that Hashem himself goes to take care of a chayla? He doesn't send the malach, he goes himself. Hashem will watch over the sickbed. Hashem actually himself uh, goes to Bimavakar Chaylam. A similar concept. How do I know that when you visit a sick person, the shechina is shayra by his bed? That Hashem himself is there. Hashem is there. Now this created a halachic ramification. The Bryce says, if you visit the sick, you shouldn't sit by the edge uh, by, uh, you shouldn't sit uh, on the edge of the bed. not on a chair. You should sit on the floor. Why? Because the, the shchin is on the bed by the chayla. For you to sit on the bed, that would be a disrespect to the shchin. There's actually another nafkim that the Gemara doesn't mention over here. I think it's Gemara Saita that the Gemara mentions that normally, um, when whenever you're davening um, directly to Hashem, you could say it in any language. But when you're davening, when you need malachim, you you shouldn't add daven Aramaic. Because they don't recognize Aramaic. That's why when you're davening without a minion, we don't say Aramaic. Except with a minion, Hashem gets it himself. So they say when you're going into a chayla's room, you can daven any language. Because, even Aramaic, because Hashem is right there. He doesn't need malachim. That's like Maran Saida says. Why bring Avram Avinu Yaakov? It's very interesting. I'm not sure why it doesn't bring Avram Avinu's Hashem Mevakar. Maybe, first of all, you could say that Hashem's not always going to visit Avram Avinu. But how do you know that he visits every chayla? Also, that was before Mount Zaira. I don't know, but it's, 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 by the way, it's an omission, this entire two dafim. There's like, yesterday we had, Remez, the Bikr Chaylam, and Atayra. It's like, Remez, Hashem did it. But uh, it, it's very interesting. I'm not 100% sure. Um, I'm not sure. I'm going to have to try to look into it. Now, now that we mention Rav and Amarav, we're going to mention another shita of Rav and Amarav that's completely unrelated. And it's the following concept. I'll say it outside, we'll see it inside. It's very simple. Okay, okay that's, it's also it's an illness that's due to a mitzvah also. It's a good point also. It's an illness that Hashem, it's like he's going to visit him because he, he told you to do it. It's a mitzvah. But then on Yaakov, you know, on his deathbed, there's no sitting on the bed, it's from there. Oh, that's also a good point. Also, it's the Okay, it's a good point. It's a medrash. I'm not sure. It could be the sound is clear. I don't know. Um, I'll tell you the following concept. This is very Negei Halacha. Rebelsky used to talk about this based on this Gemara. Practical Halacha. I have, I've, I've been asked this, especially with during COVID when there was no mikvah, and now that the mikvah is closed. A lot of people ask, can I take my kalim to the river? Now, the, there's a problem. Conceptually, yes. The problem is, I'm not talking about flushing, whatever, I'm not talking about specific I'm just, rivers, streams, rivers. The problem is this Gemara. This Gemara points out... No, I'm talking all bodies of water. Well, yeah, oceans are for sure fine. I'm talking about lakes, rivers, streams. Is there a problem with going, huh? Flowing. Flowing rivers. Is there a problem? The ocean is so big, it's not going to be relevant. You could definitely take it to the ocean. It's not going to be a problem. But the, the flowing rivers, lakes, streams, here's the halacha. The halacha is, the passage is, Ach mayanu bar, mikvah mayim yetahar. Mayan and bar and mikvah are not the same. Mayan and bar is a flowing natural water, natural body of water. The halacha is that a natural body of water is kosher for a mikvah, whether it's flowing or whether it's still. 
you could always a woman could go into a flowing river or a still river if there's such a thing. It's it, it's fine, but a mikveh, which is rainwater and snow, which is accumulated rainwater, is only kosher if it's still. Flowing rainwater is not acceptable as a mikveh. See, here's the problem: you can go to a river, you can go to a stream, but not after it just rained. If it rained, I think Ravelsky used to say, if it, if it rained within three days. You have to, we're worried that the swelling of the river is due to rainwater or snow, uh, melting, uh, melting snow caps. And therefore, it's what you're actually dipping in, potentially, is not flowing river, but flowing rainwater, which is not acceptable. So Ravelsky used to say that if you're going to do it, you have to wait. You have to basically give it like a, in the summer month, where it's like a good week where it hasn't rained. But if it's rained within the week, within three days for sure, there's a chance that it's swelled. So that's what Robin. Yeah, but you'd say no, nothing. Uh, you'd like, have to know the Metsias. I mean, conceptually, that's why oceans are not going to be relevant because it's not going to rain enough that the actual you're ocean is going to. It's the only place you're there for one day. I, I would try. I would, if it, no, but I'll tell you, we had this. We were in New Hampshire once, and there was Mamash no Mikvah, and it had just rained. I said, I'm not going to do it. I don't know. I, 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 I'm not sure because if Itaka rains and it swells up, it's a problem. You could see it. You could actually see after a rain, after a solid rain in New Hampshire, you literally see the river is higher. Like, you could see it. It's not just like conception. You could actually see it being raised up. And then, by the way, Rebelsky also said that even if you're going to do it, you have to walk into the river enough to go, can't, like, you know, with the stuff that just... It's not a little river. It's not a river. Yeah. 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 So that's what Rav Rav is talking about. Rav Rav says, Rav Rav Rav, Mitra B'marova. If it rains in Eretz Yisrael, Sadarab Pras, the Euphrates River, swells up. Now, he's just telling you, Metzius, that basically the Euphrates is connected to Eretz Yisrael. But there's a halachic nafkamina, which is that if the Euphrates is swelling, it's due to rainwater, which means you can't use it as a mikvah. Because if there's a swelling of a river, it's due to rainwater. That's what Rav and Amarav says. Upliga de Shmuel, and this is not like Shmuel, because the Amar Shmuel, Nara Mekife Mizbarach. Shmuel used to say that a river increases from its own source. Meaning Shmuel felt that if there's an increase in, 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 in a river, it's not due to rainwater. You don't have to be concerned due to rainwater. Sometimes the source of underwater springs will just come up and it's due to, it's due to a swelling of the, uh, of the river itself. So that's what Shmuel says. I could hear. I, I could hear. So... If my mother knew. That Shmuel said that if a river swells up, it's not due to rainwater. Therefore, Shmuel would tell you you can go into a river after it rains. He's not worried about that. The swelling is due to internal swelling. But Shmuel himself contradicted himself because Shmuel in another area said, You cannot use a flowing river. Go to the next page. Unless it's during the days of Tishrei. Why? Because, meaning, Shmuel himself said that you can only go to a river for the mikvah during Tishrei. Why? During the, during the winter months, we're afraid it's due to rain. During the summer, where it's hot, we're afraid that it melted from the snow. The only month that there's no rain and there's no snow, rain uh, melt-off is Tishrei. Because it's, it's in between. Tishrei is in between the summer and the winter. Okay, but the point is, you see Shmuel himself holds that a swelling river due to rainwater is a problem. And the Gemara says, The father of Shmuel made a mikvah for his daughters during the days of Nisan. He did not allow them to use 
flowing rivers because he was afraid that it was swelling due to the rainwater. So he had a private mikvah for them. But, and during Tishrei, where we said it's the only time of the year that Lukuliyama you could do it because it didn't rain during Tishrei and there's no melting snow caps during Tishrei, he would allow them to use rivers, but he would make mats for them to step on so that they're not stepping on muddy floors because if the muddy floor of the riverbed, it can get in between their toes and it could be a, a chatzitza. So he would bedafka make sure that the, the that the uh, that they would have mats for Tishrei. So during the year they would not use the flowing rainwater because he was machmer, but on Tishrei where he would, they would use a uh, mat to avoid the mud. Uh, we'll stop here. Sorry, you the. What's the run? Huh? Did you look at this run? Recording stopped.